Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. Well, we were talking in the newsroom, and that lady accused of going into Robert De Niro's house this morning better be glad she didn't run into him with that line, you talking to me. Police holding a burglary suspect now, saying this isn't the first time she allegedly tried to be the Grinch who stole Christmas. Locksmiths and security technicians were at Robert De Niro's rented townhouse all morning, hours after a burglary suspect was found rifling through Christmas presents under his tree. Police say Shanice Aviles got in through a below-ground service entrance in the middle of the night. They were keeping tabs on her after a string of 16 burglary arrests, half of them in recent weeks on the Upper East Side. They confronted her in the house as De Niro came down the stairs to investigate. Passerby Paul Rose saw the activity. You know, obviously criminals have to pay the price and then the rest of us should not have to be victimized. On the Upper East Side, Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. Meantime, City Council in the middle of two days of hearings on the handling of the migrant crisis in the five boroughs. With COVID restrictions expiring Wednesday and another wave of migrants coming to New York, City Council Speaker Adrian Adams wanted answers from the Commissioner of the City's Office of Emergency Management, Zach Iskol. How is, is there a plan? How does the city plan on accommodating these large numbers? So, first off, we are continuing to look at additional sites for HERCs and emergency shelters. Um, as you know, over the last five, six weeks, one of the reasons we shut down Rendell's Island is because there were no more buses coming. But now that we have an influx of buses, everything is on the table. The city's commissioner of migrant affairs, Manuel Castro, says New York has taken in over 31,000 migrants. 20,000 remain in homeless shelters or so-called HERCs, which were meant to be temporary. Marla Diamond, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM at City Hall. Also tonight, Mayor Adams repeating his call on the federal government to do more to help the city deal with the migrant crisis. With New York once again expecting a surge of migrants, the mayor's frustration with Washington is growing. Cities should not be carrying the weight of a national problem. This is unfair to all of our cities to have to go through this without any help from the national government and the state government. Every day, he says, teams are meeting to plan things out. Reopening the tent facility on Randall's Island is on the table. The mayor's warning of vast impacts to city services like police, schools, and sanitation. Already multi-billion dollars in deficit because of the pandemic. I have to return to the drawing board and now reconfigurate every service we're providing in the city based on what is about to happen to the city. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM with the mayor in the Bronx. Some schedule changes on the way down in the subways, everybody. The MTA says starting in June, weekday express service on the A and C lines will start earlier. There will be more trains on the G, the J, and the M lines, and some other targeted schedule adjustments on the 1, the 6, the 7, the E, the F, the L, and the Q lines. City Transit President Richard Davies says the changes are being made to better meet post-COVID travel trends. More people are riding, in other words. And that more will be made as commuter patterns continue to change. And the subway system isn't the only one getting more service in the coming weeks and months. MTA says the Long Island Railroad shuttle between Jamaica and Grand Central will start running sometimes this month. This is the interim railroad president, Catherine Rinaldi. The expectation is within the next couple weeks we will be inaugurating a shuttle service between Grand Central, Madison and Jamaica. 
um, which we are calling Grand Central Direct. But she says this soft opening of the Grand Central will not have anywhere near the 24 trains an hour expected when it's running at full strength. If your Uber is taking a bit longer today, it might be because some of the drivers are staging a 24-hour strike. This is over the company's attempt to exempt itself from the fare hike in New York City. A raise already approved that was supposed to start today for Uber and Lyft drivers. Not happening at Uber because of a lawsuit by the company. Next up is legal wrangling that will continue in January. In the meantime, in the midst of the holiday season, no increase. We are poor people. We are uh, immigrants. Who have, who have been struggling lately because of the uh, inflation and all these things going on. That's driver and one of the organizers, Pedro Acosta. He was among those hundreds lined up here on Tillery Street under the BQE, a caravan protest that ended up here near Foley Square. Glenn Shuck, 1010 wins at 92.3 FM in Lower Manhattan. Uber says drivers do critical work and deserve to be paid fairly, but ads rates should be calculated in a way that's transparent, consistent, and predictable. Questions denied about the resume of Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos. The New York Times reporting several entries on his campaign biography could not be verified, including his time working at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, his running of a nonprofit animal rescue group, and his degrees from Baruch College and NYU. Santos is the first openly gay, non-incumbent Republican ever elected to the House. He has not commented on this report in the Times. Well, the toilet paper shortage from a few years ago wasn't ideal, but for the most part, nobody's health was at risk. Unfortunately, that's not the case for this latest shortage, children's meds. It's got plenty of moms and dads in our areas wondering, what are we going to do if the little one gets sick? Parents just don't know what to do. They go to their local pharmacy or drugstore and try to buy online, but they just cannot find children's fever reduction medication or over-the-counter cough and cold medications. Dr. Sharon Nachman of Stony Brook Medicine tells me for fever, put your child in a warm bath or give them ice pops or even ice cream to reduce the fever. The old stuff that we used to do, sitting them in the bathtub or the shower, making them drink a lot, giving them ice pops, those things will still help. For coughing, she says over the age of one, you could try honey or lollipops and... When you have a viral illness... The coughing is good for you. We want the kids to get the mucus up and out of their lungs. And if coughing works and they throw it up, that's better than sitting in their lungs or sitting in their GI tract. Sophia Hall, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM on Long Island. Meantime, saying it was constructed through a combination of racism and lack of concern, Mayor Adams today announcing a study of the Cross Bronx and its surrounding neighborhoods. Driving on the Cross Bronx is bad enough, but imagine going to school right next to it, as they do here at PS70. You just look at these windows and you see the smog on these windows it's the reflections of what these scholars that sit in the back what they breathe all the time. Mayor Adams is launching a long-awaited study on the future of the Cross Bronx. There's been talk for years of capping the highway putting parks above it. Congressman Richie Torres is excited. There is no initiative that we could pursue that would do more to improve the public health of the Bronx that would do more to improve the air quality and life expectancy of the Bronx than the transformation of the Cross Bronx Expressway. A formal plan is expected in the next year. Steve Burns, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM in the Claremont section of the Bronx. And again, the federal government is kicking in $2 million to aid in that study. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.